From historic votes to national anthems. In the next 10 minutes, we'll get the lowdown on what's up in the world. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and this is the 10 News. On February 13th, the Senate voted to acquit former President Donald Trump in his second impeachment trial. That means they officially found him not guilty of inciting the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Seven Senate Republicans broke with the rest of their party to vote in favor of conviction or finding him guilty, which is a really big deal since that makes it the most bipartisan impeachment vote ever. What does that mean? Bipartisan means something that's agreed on by two political parties that usually don't agree on much. Some Senate Republicans, most notably House Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, voted against conviction, but later made statements or speeches criticizing the former president's actions and admitting that he did play a big role in the attack. They argued that while they thought he was at fault, they didn't think impeachment was constitutional now that he's no longer president. It's all kind of confusing, and it does raise some questions about our democratic process and what actions can and should have consequences. Yikes. And while the Senate voted to acquit and not charge former President Trump, he's still facing some potential legal battles. We'll keep an eye on where that goes. A while back, we told you about Time magazine naming its first ever Kid of the Year. While only one kid ultimately was given the honor and the title, so many special and amazing kids got shout-outs from the magazine for doing super cool things. I got to speak to one incredible honoree who turned a problem into a history-making solution. My name is Bella Woodard, and I am 10 years old. Yes, I am so excited to <laughs> hang out with the world's first crayon activist. Um, so tell us the name of your project. My project is called Balance More Than Peach Project. And why is it called More Than Peach? When I was a bit younger, people would ask for the skin color crayon, and I knew that meant the peach crayon. And I didn't like that because it kind of made me feel not like sad. It hurt my feelings. It just made me feel confused and disincluded. So one day I addressed the problem to my mother and she suggested next time for me to hand over the brown crayon. But I didn't want to do that because I knew if I didn't like it, no one else would like it either. So instead I told her next time I'm actually going to ask what color they want because it could be a number of any colors. So that's exactly what I did next time I went to school. And eventually my teacher started hearing me say that. And my class started saying that, and eventually my whole school. And the reason why I decided to name it more than peach is to let kids know that there's more skin colors other than just the peach crayon, and even other than just the brown crayon, um, that there is more than one skin color. More than peach went from what you're describing, um, a solution to a problem that really needs to be addressed, to, and I'm taking this off of your website, to a mission to advance empathy, leadership, and creativity for all students, excluding no one. How did it grow into that? Well, I started 
I started, I realized I wanted to grow more than peach instead of just keep it to something really small in just my community because I knew there was more needs outside of my community. And so I decided I would start, um, I decided I would start donating around um, my county at first and then it kind of got, uh, the word, word kind of got out and um, since it grew so much, I decided I actually was going to make my own um, my own More Than Peach crayons. And my crayons are actually called all skin color. And I wanted to make my crayons. And um, so when kids actually read the name, it will, they will all be skin color. And they'll understand that there is more than the peach or brown. It's not just the only skin color. All of them are skin colors. How does it feel to know that you have influenced big brands to reflect and to be inclusive themselves? That's incredible. It feels very surprising, for one, because I never thought I was going to be, especially at 10 years old, I never thought I was going to be like a crayon maker. I like never imagined me being a person who would make crayons and the fact that just tiny crayons in 12 and 24 packs can just make such a huge difference in the world. Like, because I've even gotten responses from Spain, Australia, um, like places all around the world. And um, I'm really happy about that because um, it's not only changing the language in the USA, it's also changing the language in all different parts of the world. How can kids get involved in More Than Peach? Well, um, at my website, there's www.morethanpeach.com. And it tells you um, how you can get involved with my project. And I actually, um, I donate a lot um, to especially teachers because my projects started based off the things happening in my classroom. And so I donate especially to teachers, but how they can get involved is really just start by just little things with like, um, you, you know, using that language in the classroom and then, um, and then who knows what they'll do next. I just really want to inspire kids. Oh, this is amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Anytime. Now, let's go to our correspondent, Pamela Kirkland, with today's pop culture report. Maybe you heard it played before the Super Bowl. Maybe you heard it during nationwide protests against injustice and inequality last summer. Maybe you heard Beyonce sing it at Coachella. Lift Every Voice and Sing is a song that's been re-upped for a new generation. It might sound familiar, but you might not know some of the historical significance of it. The NFL decided in 2020 to play it before the very first games of the year. More recently, they played it before the Star-Spangled Banner during this year's Super Bowl. Known as the Black National Anthem, the song actually started off as a poem. Cool! 
The poem was written by James Weldon Johnson and then set to music by his brother, John Rosamond Johnson, back in 1899 for a celebration of President Abraham Lincoln's birthday. And it was first performed by kids, a group of 500 young black children in Jacksonville, Florida. According to Johnson, after he and his brother wrote the song and moved to New York, they didn't really give it a second thought. But the kids kept performing the song and teaching it to other schools, and it spread all across the country. The lyrics were pasted into church hymnals and choirs started performing it. In 1919, it was adopted by the NAACP as the Black National Anthem. That's more than 10 years before the Star-Spangled Banner officially became America's national anthem. Now, a member of Congress hopes his bill will make the song America's national hymn. In an interview with newspaper USA Today, Congressman Jim Clyburn said the change would tell black people, you aren't singing a separate national anthem. You are singing the country's national hymn. No matter how or where it's sung, the song was meant to honor the past of black Americans and inspire the future. All right, it's time for... What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. A young entrepreneur in Japan has built an entire business offering what very specific service? Was it A, body odor analysis, B, pet matchmaking, or C, curating TV watch lists? Did you guess it? The answer is... A. For about $150, the company called Odorate scientifically analyzes customers' aromas in order to definitively tell them whether or not they stink. According to CBS News, the company is prepping to launch an armpit-only service and is considering a bad breath rater as well. Well, you know what they say. Stinky is in the nose of the beholder. Come on. Time's up. But before we go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Want even more great content from the 10 News? Sign up for the 10 News newsletter, a.k.a. the 10 News Letter. It's a free bi-weekly email with even more stories to enjoy together. And we made it easy for you. The link to join is in the show notes and on our website, the10news.com. Thanks for listening to The 10 News. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcast and is distributed by iHeartRadio. Our editorial director is Tracy Crooks. Editing and sound design by Pete Musto. Our creative producer is Jenner Pasqua. Stephen Tompkins is our head of audience development and our production assistant is Sarah Olander. Correspondent Pamela Kirkland contributed to today's episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle. And The 10 News is executive produced by Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. Do you want to be part of the show? We would love that. 
Have a grown-up help you record a question, a joke, or a fun fact you want to share and email it to us at hello at the10news.com. And if you really, 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 really love The 10 News and you want everybody to know about it, go to your favorite podcast app and submit a rating and a review. It helps others find the show so they can join the fun too. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to The 10 News. Smell you later.